1: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good
2: afternoon. We are live today after a nice long holiday weekend. Happy that you're with us. This is the uh, Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. Kath, good to see you. You look a little hot.
3: Yeah, it is pretty hot, John. Uh, Mm. It's about uh, 93 degrees here in the uh, North Hills of Pittsburgh.
2: (laughs) Ninety-three degrees in that mm-hmm. uh, in that spare room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is the first day that I've uh, I'm broadcasting from my spare room with air conditioning, which is fabulous. Air conditioning.
3: Boy, I can't believe you left me like this.
2: I'm sorry. All I did. these
3: years together, where we didn't have air conditioning, and you go off and get it.
2: I did. I left really you behind. Me. Mm-hmm. So, I'll tell you, it feels really good. Does I'm it? Happy to be here. Yeah. Does yeah, it really? It feels really good. It's very nice. Well,
3: I, I mean, I don't know if now's a good time, or may, I should wait till later. I don't know, Uh-oh. but. I have one too. What? What? Yeah. Wait. What? Yeah. You have an air conditioner in that room. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I thought you might. I thought Uh you might go do that.
3: No, my husband did it. Did he? Mm hmm.
2: He went out to Home Depot or Lowe's or someplace. I married well. Yes, you did. He took care of you. Mm hmm. Mm. Doesn't it feel good?
3: It feels great. Now, Mike, can you hear my air conditioner in here through the mic? Unfortunately,
2: I think I can.
4: Yeah,
3: uh, that's what I was uh, afraid of. You yeah.
2: Can you hear mine? No. Can you hear mine? Not good. No. You no, hear listen,
3: mine. don't you prioritize John's <laughs> air conditioner over mine, Mike. I can't uh, help I it. How far away? How yeah. far
2: away is your air conditioner from I'll the go mic? I'm going to shut it off. Uh, don't shut it off.
3: That's okay. I've been cooling all day. So I feel like if I have to live on like yeah. the, the the dregs, the cool little dregs of air going on. Mm-hmm. don't show off with your, like, I have a super analog kind. Put on I've got a remote setting. control the lowest setting. It's on the yeah. lowest setting there is, Mike. I don't have no, any other sorry. place to go.
2: Oh, sorry. sorry. That's okay. All well, right. my plan was to turn. Wait, the should ignition I do off. it? Should
3: I do it right now while John's talking, Mike, or should I wait till the commercial break? No, give it a shot. No, now. Give it a Just shot. What
2: it sounds like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to turn
3: it. I'm going to turn it down now. Wait. No, hold on. I have to take my headset off. My plan off.
2: was to have the AC on, or uh, while you know, right before I went to air. But then, as we went to air, I'd press my little uh, remote button here and shut that baby off, so w- the mic wouldn't pick it up. So right. you're saying, Mike, that my air conditioner can stay on. Kathy's has to go off.
5: Yeah, unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately.
2: It's a bit of a shame. All right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. now it's off. So does, it, does Kathy's it, air conditioner come off? Is it, okay, does it my still air conditioner
3: sound, has been turned off.
2: Sounds good, Mike?
3: Sounds great. Oh, listen. Sounds great.
2: Okay. <laughs> All no, no. of
3: a sudden, John's allowed to have a perk and I'm not.
2: No, no. I don't know why. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Well, how I mean, far away is yours, John? Mine is less than... Well, you know what? I specifically bought a low decibel air conditioner.
5: Oh,
6: That was in my search terms. I mean, look, we all can't live perfect lives.
2: No, I just, you know. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, think it's like three decibels.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever.
2: One of the quiet air conditioners on the market. Anyway, it's good. I
3: love our listeners and the medium of broadcast.
2: Uh, All of a sudden, wait, you got real quiet. She got like. You got real quiet here. I can't hear you. Is that better? No, not much.
5: No. Oh. You got like a. You got you got like a man voice voice going on.
2: Yeah, yeah. What (laughs) you do? You've got a man voice. What? Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, are you back?
3: Yeah. All of a sudden,
2: you know, testosterone kicked in or something.
4: I
3: don't don't know what's going on on with my broadcast unit.
2: No, it's really weird.
3: Oh, I think it's time to take a commercial break. Yeah. Okay, we'll take a break, come back.
2: Greg Clugston will join us. Usually Greg joins us, uh, the first uh, first guest of the week on a Monday, but because we were off yesterday, we are still going to go to the White House with Greg Clugston. Uh, Donald Trump, the president, he's had himself a heck of a holiday weekend as well. Two speeches over the weekend. We're also going to talk about the, the cancel culture, COVID cases spiking, and uh, the GOP convention to test all attendees. That's straight ahead The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on 101.5. Word FM, back in a few.
4: 101.5
7: WORD Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Here's
1: what we need to understand. It may be possible for some earthly kingdom to be in decline and God's kingdom be doing quite well. Millions and millions have come to Christ in a bad political situation.
8: Join us for Adrian Rogers' series, Whatever Happened to the American Dream,
9: this month. On Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5
0: WORD. WORD celebrates the high school class of 2020, and we'd like to reward your college bound seniors' achievement during our Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes presented by Salem Media Group. Enter now through August 20th for a chance to win a $500 school package. Click the contest banner at WordFM.com and upload a photo of your senior with a short bio of their future plans. Then, Friday, August 21st, one lucky senior will win a $500 school package. The Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes, brought to you in part by Salem Media Group, Salem Surround, and this station.
7: Ice cream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. That's exactly what's happening every day at the Spring House in 84. We're literally up to our elbows in ice cream. But who could resist a cotton candy ice cream cone? Or how about cookie dough or Heath Crunch or even raspberry chocolate yogurt? You've just got to try them all. If not a cone, then how about a toasted almond fudge ball? Creamy vanilla ice cream rolled in toasted chopped almonds and topped with gooey hot fudge and real whipped cream. Or better yet, a strawberry ice cream shortcake made with real old-fashioned shortcakes, smothered with sliced strawberries, and again, real whipped cream. Jump in the car now, head to 84 in the Springhouse, where we want you to scream for ice
3: cream. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm Kathy Emmons. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. Or go to MarleyFG.com.
2: time now for us to go to the White House. Greg Clugston joins us from SRN News, where every week we start off as the first guest looking at the goings-on in and around the nation's capital. Greg, thanks for being with us again. I hope that uh, you had a good Fourth of July.
6: Yeah, John, Kathy, hi. Uh, Yeah, I was... Saying it's, uh, it's it was a low key affair, but I think for a lot of Americans, who it was low key this year, but it was a good weekend. Thanks.
3: Yeah. Excellent. All right. Glad to hear it, Greg. Okay. So President Trump making two speeches on July third and July fourth. Uh, talk about the speeches and the response.
6: Yeah, a couple of things. Just sort of the optics, the uh, the view of everything, uh, just from how it, they laid out logistically. Friday was the third. And that's when the president flew to South Dakota and made his uh, speech as part of a patriotic program standing in front of Mount Rushmore. And then you had military flyovers and fireworks. It was very picturesque, you know, from that, from that standpoint, much as it was back uh, here in Washington at the White House on Saturday on the 4th of July, uh, a program held on the South Lawn uh and the ellipse area of the white house just south of the white house and so the president made remarks there as well more military flyovers and of course fireworks in washington not the not the usual crowds that we typically see for the 4th of july in washington because of coronavirus so those were the two settings and these back to back speeches were uh very similar in their content and in their tone the president was saying on one hand a lot of what we expect presidents to talk about on independence day talking about our history and our values as a nation and talking about uh... the freedoms that we enjoy and the independence uh, that we won all those many years ago and the president secondly was also talking about uh... in a lot of respects what we're seeing on the news these days what we're seeing on the streets of america these days uh... the tearing down of statues and uh... movements uh... and calls for racial justice but also violence and uh... some 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 concerning behavior that he was describing as uh... being led by mobs and rioters and things so we had sort of um, sort of these two messages that the president was delivering He was talking about our, our great history uh... and the need to, to maintain the history of the nation but at the same time he was addressing and saying that he's going to preserve the values and some of the uh, the ideals that he sees as being under attack right now yes.
2: So this is really interesting because we, we are living in this new era, Greg. Uh, uh, people are calling it the cancel culture era. So the yeah. president railed against that. And I think this is, I, mean, I, I believe this is true. And these things need to be said because quickly uh, things are being swept away. And if this continues in many ways, America will, will look unrecognizable because, you know, you can't speak uh, of what you want to talk about. That's that's verboten. Of course, historical figures, that for Biden, and I think the president's on point here.
6: Yeah, my my, my sense is, John, that uh, people um, how they reacted to these speeches are directly uh, correlated to uh, how they just view Donald Trump in in general as well. Okay. Uh, if if you thought that he sounded divisive and angry, and uh, he was he was you know clamping down, law and order, and he's going to take it out and be tough on. You know, you, you you probably aren't a fan of Donald Trump. Uh, and if you are a supporter of Donald Trump, and, and these are, you know, I'm, what, what I'm saying right now is sort of broad generalizations. Of course, obviously, sure. You can have people in different categories, but obviously supporters of Donald Trump... Uh, would be saying absolutely, we are with you. The pro- you know, we don't want to see the country being changed in such dr- in such dramatic and possibly dangerous fashion, and uh, and they would see him as being a voice that's willing to you know to be heard. In, in a culture that's uh, that's being overtaken by these other elements right now so um, like so many of the issues that we have talked about for years now uh, here on your program um, it really comes down to a political worldview and how um, and how people are, are looking at these issues
2: yes mm-hmm. and what's interesting is you know again you made reference to this mainstream media whether it's the New York Times or The Washington Post they categorize the president's speeches over the weekend as dark and dystopian and and of course, I didn't see that at all, but uh, that's the narrative we're being fed,
6: right? And I've I've heard it raised by commentators and and some others who uh, who have uh, contributed to the discussion about all of what's going on, and are and from a conservative perspective are asking the question, well, why? why uh, why isn't the question being asked of those that are going out on the streets and causing mayhem and tearing down statues and monuments and graffiti and all the rest? Uh, why aren't why isn't that behavior being described as divisive and angry? Um, uh, it's it's all It's all uh, often looked at through the lens of justice and uh, and equal rights. Um, and while there certainly are those issues that need to be addressed in terms of race in this country and yes. heritage in this country, when that, when that veers off into violence and destruction, uh, that seems to be a whole different
4: category.
3: Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Now, these speeches are made and all this discussion happening amidst a lot of COVID-19 spikes in America. We're experiencing one right here in Allegheny County, which is in uh, the southwestern part of the state of Pennsylvania, Greg. Uh, what's happening in, in parts of Texas, in California, Arizona, Florida? I mean, it, it's really shocking. Talk about the president's response to that, uh, how he's seeing these situations.
6: Sure. Well, there's an, there's an acknowledgement by... Of White House and administration officials that we are seeing these surges in in certain areas um, across the country. Some some spots, especially through those Sunbelt states that you mentioned, they're especially um, hard hit right now and are seeing perhaps um, a return to scarce hospital beds and mm-hmm. ICU units and those kinds of those kinds of things. And there is concern that the protective equipment that nurses and doctors and healthcare workers wear. Um, and need uh... there may be shortages again so we're we're seeing these this spike and so we are seeing an increase uh... in positive cases and hospitalizations the white house response the president's response and he mentioned this uh, a little while ago he's holding a an education summit at the white house today with leaders talking about how to reopen schools safely this fall during the pandemic and he said we are testing so much more millions and millions of cases um, of tests that we're going to be seeing higher cases And while that is true from a from a numeric standpoint, what is also true is that we are seeing and this is because these are the spikes that we're seeing that the positivity rate of testing, is increasing. So yes, the numbers of tests are higher, but also so are the number, so is, uh, there's a greater percentage of positive test results. And so that is obviously what's concerning, especially to governors, local officials, healthcare care officials. Uh, but even though that we, we're seeing these spikes, as I mentioned, the president even just today saying uh, really wanting schools to open up, Uh, because there are so many benefits to schools for for children and for others. But at the same time, how do you balance that with the safety concerns? Right.
2: Greg, really, this is such a unique time in American life. I don't think I've ever experienced anything like this. And, you know, uh, I've been looking at news since uh, the 1960s. Uh, Who do you believe? And even in the midst of COVID spikes, many people say, well, you know, they're just doing more testing, so it's not really a concern. It's such a mishmash of information. It really is hard to figure out what to believe or who to listen to.
6: Yeah, I I agree, John. It's hard to wade through um, the volume of information information. And sometimes it can it can appear that the the information you're reading and hearing about and and getting is you know is conflicting information. Another point the White House makes out and the president was doing that on Twitter this morning is that the U.S. mortality rate compared to other countries is is much lower than uh, what a lot of other countries are seeing, even though we have m- many more cases. So he's saying, and he also said this in one of his speeches uh, last weekend. Um, that got a lot of attention and negative publicity. He was saying that ninety nine percent of cases are harm are are, are harmless um, or yeah, and so he was basically saying that um, you know there there 's a recovery rate and our mortality rate is down as a country, and yes, that is true, but that doesn 't um that doesn't, you know, obviously mean that people aren't suffering, and, and that these are, are concerns, whether it's in southwestern Pennsylvania or whether it's in, um, you know, Texas or California or Arizona.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Greg Lugson's with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, uh, I think this is necessary to talk about. um, The president is about to face a a new barrage of uh, deep criticism because of his niece's book that is uh, set to be published, The uh, Family Memoir, next week. The book is titled Too Much and Never Enough. How My Family Created the World's Most Dangerous Man. Now, the book has already been shipped to retailers. Of course, it's uh, uh, online. Reviewers have copies of this book. And you can imagine this will be the airing of the family dirty laundry. The president, of course, uh, has tried to stop the publication, the distribution of the book. But man, oh man, I mean, bombshells are about to go off. Uh, They cannot be happy inside the White House.
6: No, they're not happy. And of course, this comes on a few weeks on the heels of John Bolton's book, and he was you know providing an insider account from inside The White House, inside the Trump administration, the inner circle, really, as the National Security Advisor to Donald Trump, and so he, you have that book that's really coming, uh, really addressing how the president is handling his role as Commander in Chief and as the President of the United States, and in this book from the niece, Mary Trump, um, she's offering a lot of clues as you know to the president um, based on his his upbringing and uh, and the family relationships, and she is now. Uh, by the way, she is a psychologist, and so she is uh, from some some of the excerpts that i've seen and that we're going to be seeing uh, coming out here in, in the coming days she's really um framing um, a lot of her arguments and what she says is you know evidence and and uh, points that she's trying to trying to make in this book um, you know through through psychology and um you know in in dealing with how the president uh how just you know his relationship with his not only his siblings, but his parents, and how that has really, really framed the President's worldview and his life experience. Uh, but you're right, this looks to be a scathing book, and when you talk about family's dirty laundry, this looks to be a prime example of just that.
2: Yeah, this is not good any way you look at it. Uh, but boy, it, it really is dirty laundry extraordinaire. Uh, Greg, let's move forward. Uh, let's talk about um, the GOP convention. Uh, they're going to test all attendees. Again, historically, uh, I mean, nothing's ever ha- happened like this in the United States, where essentially uh, two conventions in two different locations.
6: Right. So, obviously, Charlotte, North Carolina was the first location, and then there apparently is still going to be some business conducted there, but uh, most of the high-profile speeches and and guests are going to be in Jacksonville, Florida. Of course, Florida, in in just the last few weeks, has become one of these uh, surging hotspots for for COVID-19 again. Uh, So that puts a big question mark onto all of the logistics involved for the convention, which is coming up the last week of August. And we just learned yesterday that the the party plans to, the Republican Party plans to, as you mentioned, John, test all of the attendees who are going to be inside the perimeter of the convention site so that every day to gain access to that area, you would have your temperature checked and you would need um, a, a rapid COVID test. Now, the logistics and, and the handling of, the, of that and the details of, of how that's going to happen and uh, the time involved and the cost involved, we don't know all the details yet. But in order to get the large crowd that the president desires to have for his acceptance speech for a second term in office, That is all the planning that uh, has to go into to to make that happen. And by contrast, the Democrats in Milwaukee um, have really scaled back things. They may only have a thousand people total in in attendance uh, at their venue, and and it may not even be that much. They still haven't released a lot of details there either. So both parties dealing with a lot of changes, and it's a very fluid situation for both of them.
3: Greg, it just points out the absurdity of trying to politicize a virus. I mean, we, you know, you might want to have 20 people inside or 20,000 people inside a convention hall, but you're just not going to be able to do it. It's just not going to be safe for everybody. Um, so, you know, on both sides, both parties, it just sometime if it wasn't so pathetic, I think I would just sit back and laugh um, at just the continual ways that both sides are just trying to make this into either a red or blue fight.
6: Yeah, that's true. You know, and the president, by the way, he's going to be holding a rally this coming weekend in New Hampshire. It's going to be outdoors. It comes three Good. weeks after that Tulsa rally that was yeah. inside, of course. There's going, it's going to be outside at an airport this time. The campaign is going to um, provide masks, and this time they're strongly encouraging the attendees uh, to wear the masks. Although they, I don't believe they'll be required, but they will be strongly encouraged according to the campaign and according to the White House. But you're right. Nice. It's very difficult. I'm scheduled to to travel to both of the convention site cities, although our plans are, are still kind of mushy right now, at, as a lot of news media organizations are, just because there's so much uncertainty is, as to how these conventions are going to look and play out.
2: I see. Greg, before you leave us, just one final thing. So even in the midst of uh, the virus and uh, things are being shut down, it's good to see the Supreme Court is still in session and working their way through some issues. Uh, The uh, Electoral College, in many ways, got a bit of a spanking today from the Supreme Court. Tell us about that.
6: Yeah, usually we have the the last of the uh, spring decisions from the Supreme Court done by the end of June, but uh, that schedule has been uh, pushed, you know, pushed back a little bit because of the coronavirus, and so we're still uh, getting some cases here in early July. Some final rulings, and so essentially, the, the Supreme Court said uh, for the for the state electors who are members of the Electoral College, and these are the members, of course, who cast the official final votes for the President of the United States in the Electoral College system. They, the justices said that these members, these electors, must follow the popular vote winner of their of their respective states. Meaning, you can't have somebody who goes rogue at the last minute uh, from, uh, let's say, from Idaho and says, or let's not pick Idaho, let's go with Indiana or Michigan or Pennsylvania or any of these other uh, important states that are often viewed as battleground states and goes against the wishes of the voters of the popular vote in that state. So that way there won't be uh, any last-minute surprises when it comes to the Electoral
2: College.
3: Right. That, that was a, a unanimous opinion. Um, thankfully, no surprise there. Um, Greg, uh, we only have a minute left. I heard a rumor. Uh, it may have been propagated by john hall as we were talking in our pre-show meeting that you were sitting in a van outside a golf course waiting for the president today is this something you do on a regular basis
6: i try not to i'm (laughs) trying to cut back um and John John is correct um, mm-hmm. and you know he is a rumor mongerer. that is true uh, but no no it's not you're not John uh, yeah <laughs> I was on what we call pool duty and this is uh, when we we've talked about this before where members of the different media organizations that cover the White House were on a rotating basis sometimes you get uh, very interesting and exciting um, you know appointments in terms of uh, what your responsibilities are, and sometimes they're a little more mundane. And that means if the president decides to go golfing on a Sunday afternoon, then uh, you tag along and sit uh, in a van for uh, two or three hours, and that's what I do. Oh, you're
4: living,
3: you're living the dream, Greg Cluxton. When
6: anybody anybody asks, pool duty is very, very
4: glamorous. <laughs>
2: Well, Greg, we're always excited that you share a little bit of that glamour with us weekly here on The Ride Home. Thanks, friend. It's always good to get insight from you wherever you are.
6: I enjoy it, too. Thanks, guys.
2: Thank you. Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. You want to trade jobs with him, there. John? Pardon me? You want Can- to
3: trade jobs with him?
2: Listen, I'm very happy in my air-conditioned room, in my okay. spare room. So All please, right. don't shake me out of here okay let's take a quick break come back um the gleamers. uh the new york times is talking about people who are gleaming the harvest and what that means for poorer americans but the times is acting like whoa surprise this is something really interesting and new talk about that
7: next why do you think some of the top investors in the world are buying gold recently a handful of billionaires have been accumulating gold over other forms of investments When the world's financial moguls like Sam Zell begin choosing metals, perhaps it's time you listen and follow suit with your own personal investments. Gold is formally recognized as a hedge against currency depreciation and inflation. Take David Einhorn as one example. Einhorn founded Greenlight Capital in 1996 and surged that fund from $900,000 to as high as $11 billion. Einhorn believes that the central bank's recent stimulus efforts will have an effect on pushing up the value of gold. He keeps 10% of his firm's value stored in gold bullion. If you're interested in knowing more about gold, platinum, and palladium, call Noble Gold for a no-pressure consultation. They have the most experienced representatives and an exclusive pipeline to metal sources. Visit them at noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com.
2: You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products. If you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials, you're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, we're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, MyPillow Towels, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, Duvet Covers, Giza Pillowcase, Bolster Pillows, and Neck Pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0955. Before. Be sure to use promo code WORD. My Pillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out
0: to
1: help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at Unbound.org. We are welcoming patients
3: back, and we're happy to do so. Although we can't give the normal hugs or handshakes that they might be used to, the same exceptional dentistry, the same compassionate care is still there.
0: Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
3: This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove
7: City for supporting The Ride Home. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com.
10: Clear for tonight, low 69. Sunshine and some clouds Wednesday. Watch for a shower or thunderstorm in spots, high 90. Patchy clouds Wednesday night, low 69. Thursday, partly sunny, hot and humid, a high 92. Friday, sunny and hot with a high 94. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Rob.
3: The Old Testament concept of gleaning is, um, I don't know. To me, it's one of the most uh, beautifully insightful, uh, principles that God laid out for the people of Israel. Uh, God talked about gleaning, if you've never heard this term, in a bunch of different places, um, throughout the, the scriptures. But the first two that spring to mind is one's in Leviticus and one's in Deuteronomy. And then, and then it's actually kind of t- uh, told in a narrative sense in the book of Ruth. But let me just give you a a little uh, taste of Leviticus and Deuteronomy here. Leviticus 19 says, now when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap to the very corners of your field, nor shall you gather the gleanings of your harvest, nor shall you glean your vineyard, nor shall you gather the fallen fruit of your vineyard. And here's why. You shall leave them for the needy. And for the stranger, I am the Lord, your God. And then in Deuteronomy 24, it says, when you reap your harvest in your field and have forgotten a sheaf in the field, you shall not go back to get it. It shall be for the alien, for the orphan, and for the widow, in order that the Lord, your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. When you beat your olive tree, you shall not go over the boughs again. It shall be for the alien, for the orphan, and for the widow. And when you gather the grapes of your vineyard, you shall not go over it again. It shall be for the alien, for the orphan, and for the widow. Wonderful. Now, to me, the the beauty of the concept of gleaning is that not only are you leaving something for the poor and the needy, the orphan, the alien to pick up, but you're allowing them to do work with dignity, which is brought up in the book of Ruth. Um, it says here, this is uh, the second chapter, when she rose to glean Boaz... Commanded his servants, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not insult her. Hmm. Also, you shall purposefully pull out for her some grain for the bundles, and leave it that she may glean, and do not rebuke her. Fabulous. Yeah. So it's, so a, it's a matter of, of dignity. It's, it's a matter of dignity. It's a matter of provision. And it's a matter of saying that if God provides for us, we don't have to get every little last scrap. We have to rejoice in the fact that God's given us what we need, and we need to back off a little and let those who are around us um, take part in what God has provided for us.
2: That's wonderful. Okay, so in today's New York Times, the headline is, Meet the Gleaners, Combing Farm Fields to Feed the Newly Hungry. And so the Times does a really excellent job. They go around the country. They start off with an organization in, uh, in New Jersey, Farmers Against Hunger. And there's a small group, like you said, who is in charge of the gleaning process where they invite needy families to come in and be part of the process. That's in New Jersey. Then they switch over to San Luis Obispo, California, a food bank program called Glean SLO has pivoted from staging fruit gleaning parties around the Central Coast, abundant backyard fruit trees to working in the farm fields that used to sell their produce wholesale to food services. Now in this, this is what I love. At one farm, quote, we were picking from bushes that were loaded with berries that hadn't been touched, said Emily Wilson, 21, the group's program coordinator, with a note of disbelief. A thousand pounds of blueberries or more were left over, which we were able to happily distribute and invite volunteers in to take part in the process. Now, that's in California. They move forward to Kansas City, Missouri. A group is called After the Harvest. Feeding farmers or feeding people from the the, the gleaning process, five thousand people are fed on a regular basis from this gleaning process in Middle America. And again and again and again throughout this uh, article, hundreds uh, hundreds of different organizations across the United States are following this biblical imperative to help feed those who cannot feed themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's fabulous.
3: It is fabulous. I also think it's interesting, isn't it, that when the New York Times writes about it, it's like such a surprising idea. Right. So much of the wisdom that we need today is ancient Wisdom—it's the yeah. wisdom that God gave to His people thousands of years ago—and thank the Holy Spirit is preserved for us in the words of the Scriptures. But you know, when when you hear something like that that's talked about in current contemporary culture as something amazing, and you get to look back and say, "Well, yeah, no, it is amazing. It is absolutely amazing." And God Himself gave us that idea yes. centuries and centuries and millennia ago.
2: So what this speaks to me is a couple of things. First of all, is a journalistic ignorance or societal ignorance of the Bible and biblical principles. So you have journalists writing, of course, from a secular world perspective. So they're ignorant about the Bible, illiterate about the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so anything that comes their way, they go, what? I I didn't hear about this. I don't even know what this whole thing means.
3: Well, listen, if you were going to quiz the number of Christians who know what gleaning is. That wouldn't make the secular world look a whole lot better. I guess you're right about that. Yeah.
2: Anyway, kudos to everyone out there who is, are helping to feed those mm-hmm. who are in trouble feeding themselves, especially during the pandemic shutdown. So fabulous. Uh, what do you say we take a break? Come back. I think uh, we should. Yeah, we're going to step McIntyre. aside.
3: Dr. Marilyn McIntyre with us next. Quality of life can it be achieved even in a pandemic? She says yes. Good. Find out how next on the ride home.
7: W-O-R-D.
8: It's been the theme of popular movies, a question that captivates the imagination. How would you live if you knew the world would end soon? Well, we don't know when, but the world is coming to an end. And the question is, are you ready? Consider that with John MacArthur on Grace to You, in the study, Jesus is Coming. Grace to You with John MacArthur, tomorrow
9: morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. So I was doing yard
5: work the other day, leaning over a prickly bush, holding a heavy pair of electric hedge trimmers, sweat dripping off of me, and thinking to myself, self, how is it that we've come to loving yard work so much? I think the answer is, aside from being outside in God's handiwork— We love yard work because we love the immediate results and the feeling we get when the job is done. It's Ryan, and at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, helping you with a refinance or cash out refinance is similar. A lot of people don't want to do it because they don't want the short-term sweat. But when you consider that rates are historically low, and when you consider that our company has a direct lender advantage, getting to use its own money within its own walls, and how that often leads to a better rate and monthly savings for you, the end feeling could definitely be worth it. Plus, we'll do most of the hard work for you. We
9: our united faith mortgage
3: we pay your appraisal fees up to five hundred dollars
9: united mortgage court melville new york MLS number 1330 department of banking mortgage lender license number 22672 first presbyterian
4: church is a beacon of light and love to this community
11: the message that i hear sustains me for the
7: whole week i love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people
1: the incredible beauty of the space a warm welcoming congregation
7: the people are
1: amazing and truly love one another and christ and our pastor preaches the gospel we want everybody to Pittsburgh to come and experience.
0: First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy & Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan That nominates a guardian for your minor children, and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in Goodwill, and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot, miniature donut earrings, you lean in. Ah, that's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings, and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council.
2: Is it enough to be average? Is being average okay or... You know, everyone, it feels as though today, especially, you know, in this, in your pocket, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I mean, average gets left behind. Mm-hmm. Everyone all of a sudden wants to, you know, be special and sparkle and shine. And No problem with that. If you know you want to be special and sparkle right. and shine, yeah, you go for it. But what if you're just average and you're content being average or you're, you're talking to yourself like me, the average Joe Or, you know, the people around the corner. Average somehow has lost something. It's not enough anymore. Well, Marilyn McIntyre is with us. She's a regular guest on our show, always interesting. Uh, Dr. McIntyre is an author of many award-winning books, Make a List, which we love, What's in a Phrase, Pausing Where Scripture Gives You Pause. Her latest is called Speaking Peace in a Climate of Conflict. But today she's going to talk to us about quality of life in a pandemic. Marilyn, welcome back to the show.
3: Hi, it's really a pleasure to be here again. Yeah, I appreciate your take on this, Marilyn, because um, I think the frustrating thing for all of us is that for a while, at least when it seemed like states were opening up, that there was kind of a forward motion. There was a little bit of momentum that we were kind of getting back out into things, you know, experiencing a lot of the things that we always enjoyed doing um, and things that maybe we were good at. So there was kind of a like a creativity type of thing. Now that all the COVID cases in so many parts of the country are spiking, all of a sudden we're clamping down again, and it seems like we're right back where we were, you know, in, in mid March. And so, what's it about when you think about quality of life if momentum is not going to carry us forward or creativity is not going to make tomorrow better than today? Then where do we stand?
11: Well, I think it's the challenge of right now is an interesting one, and as disastrous as it is for many people, and I think we really have to speak about that with compassion, I also think it's a moment when we are maybe being called to deeply reassess the way we live and stop the momentum. I mean, certainly Judeo-Christian tradition and every spiritual tradition I know has some version of be in the moment, live in the moment, don't take thought for the morrow. You know, be where you are, open your heart, so I think being asked to stop, stay home, don't go out can be experienced as a imprisoning, um, a, have an imprisoning effect, or it can be an invitation to mm-hmm. dwell with this and consider how we live. And if I'm not going to go shopping, how important was that to me? Or, you know, I think there are opportunities to... Um, regulate our rhythms in new ways. But I also think that every epidemic, and there's been a major epidemic at least every 15, 20 years, and pandemics in every century, all of those have this kind of on-and-on quality. They take months. Sometimes they take two or three years, like the Black Death. And life is not, quote, normal, and there's a kind of on and onness because we're so, Americans are so addicted to crisis. You know how the news cycle runs. There's mm-hmm. today's crisis and then there's tomorrow's crisis. But one thing about the pandemic is it's not a new crisis every day. It's the same thing. It's happening and it's happening bigger and we get new statistics and there are some new features to the story, but it's the same story. And we like... We're accustomed in film and even literature to stories that have a kind of narrative arc. They develop, and then there's a crisis, and then there's a, there's a denouement at the end, and everything gets resolved. And this isn't that. We're not in that kind of story. So I think there's an impatience with it that is a place for spiritual reflection. How do I stay in this without having to make it into some other kind of story?
2: Right. That's so difficult in today's world, isn't it? I mean, look, Marilyn, you're walking around with your cell phone and, you know, like a lot of people, I've got news apps. I'm following the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, the local papers here, USA Today. And so I hit those throughout the day. I hit those multiple times. And I'm always looking at the top news stories, wanting to be informed, that news cycle. And... Yeah. That forward motion is what drives me in my mind in many ways. But then I picture mm-hmm. myself, you know, a hundred years or so ago, news was slow to come by. And so mm-hmm. that on and on was easier to settle in some way. So we're sort of doing mm-hmm. ourselves a disservice um, spiritually, psychologically, by waiting for, you know, the, the new um, news uh, a story to, to take hold. And, and meanwhile, we are fine where we are in place. A lot of people are. I know I know a lot of people are having to go out and, and work and be part of the, the crazy pandemic, but for the most part in our house, and I think for a lot of people's houses, on and on has been a pretty good place to be. Yeah, for
11: a lot of people it is. It's surprising. It's I mean, not to be glib about it, it's very, very hard on many people, but you see more parents kind of trading off taking care of the kids and walking around the neighborhood and so there's something about pulling it all in that can be really fruitful. I also think this is a time that those of us who are generally able-bodied and active have something very important to learn from people who are chronically ill or chronically confined anyway or are living in wheelchairs or are used to a life story that doesn't have so much activity and um, change in them to talk to them about how they live inside that and live with it and open it up and make it habitable. They've got skills that the rest of us could learn from. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. I I remember when my mother-in-law was alive, Marilyn, she had had MS since she was, you know, a young woman. And so by the time I met her, she'd had MS for 25 years. And, uh, Mm her life was very, uh, it had a lot of stasis to it. Um, Mm -hmm. And there were very limited things that she could do. But it did. But it it was a different orientation when I was with her. That's the best way I can put it. I mean, I can't Mm -hmm. get inside her head. I never presumed to know her experience. All I knew as an outsider, when I walked into her space, it was different. Mm -hmm. It wasn't It wasn't unhappy, but it was different. Yeah, yeah.
11: And I remember visiting my mother when she was near the end of her life in an assisted living place right near us. And uh, every day just dropping into that space with her, it felt like a kind of refuge for me. I was leaving all the busyness of my day behind and just being with. So I think among other things that we can receive from this moment that we're in is um, some teaching about what does it mean to just be with those that we're with? And maybe I'd take just out of that sentence. If, if it means that we have game nights more often or that we sit and read instead of going out to the movies or that we, you know, make make dinner together, because that's become a real activity instead of something on the way to something else. All of those things, I think, can actually become little spiritual disciplines, um, practicing the presence of God in the life that we get. But we're used to a lot of drama, so it does mean letting go of the drama and remembering that most of history, most of the world, has lived this way. I read a statistic, which I wish I could recite, about how much of human history people traveled at most no more than – most people traveled no more than 50 miles from their homes ever. Wow. That sort of puts it in perspective when we think yeah. of plane travel as a human right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
2: I, I had a friend, Marilyn, who always used to – you know uh, He said this in jest, but I know that he meant it as well. I would see him and he'd always say, are you succeeding? Are you succeeding? Are you succeeding? And that was kind of his mantra in life. And he measured his success by, you know, his financial gains and his acquisitions of whatever. But but like you're saying, the large majority of people, of course, in this world, since times began, billions and billions and billions of people woke up in the morning, did their work hopefully loved their wife and their children, and at some point in their life, they expired. And that was average. That was just an average life. That was enough for most people. Now we've shifted Mm -hmm. into another gear, and I believe it's become toxic in many ways.
11: I do too. I think it's a great moment to reassess our consumerism and the level of um, acquisition and busyness that we've gotten used to. Now, I looked in my closet the other day. They We keep getting ads for new, you know, Seasons clothing and all that with a pop-up sure. on Facebook. But looked in my closet and I thought, I don't think I've worn more than two or three things for the last three months. I just keep throwing them in the laundry and putting them back on. Cause I I'm agree. Not going I do anywhere. the same thing. Yeah. And it's fun to dress up and go out if you have the means to do that, but there's something about humility and simplicity that's really worth retreating from
3: what's happening with us. Yeah, I so appreciate that. That's Dr. Marilyn McIntyre, and... award-winning author of books on language and faith, including make a list pausing where a scripture gives you pause and the latest speaking peace in a climate of conflict. Marilyn, thank you.
11: Thank you so much. Fun to talk to you.
2: It's always our great pleasure. Take a break and come back. Um, listen, Kath, mm-hmm. how's your lipstick thing going mm-hmm. with a face mask?
3: Mm. Useless. It's absolutely a waste of time. All
2: right. We're, we're going to talk about that next. Uh, makeup and the mask. Uh, how's that work? We're not.
0: WORD celebrates the high school class of 2020, and we'd like to reward your college-bound seniors' achievement during our Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes presented by Salem Media Group. Enter now through August 20th for a chance to win a $500 school package. Click the contest banner at wordfm.com and upload a photo of your senior with a short bio of their future plans. Then, Friday, August 21st, one lucky senior will win a $500 school package. The Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes, brought to you in part by Salem Media Group, Salem Surround, and this station i
9: Now streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad is a very funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis who becomes an overnight social media phenomenon, only to turn away from God and his family. But when he's confronted with a newfound friendship and the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness.
12: Some of these things I just can't fix without some sort of direction. And I'm finding it right here, in the Bible.
4: God can do incredible things.
9: Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Sean Pierce, as well as Grammy singer, YouTube star Jamie Grace, and War Room's Karen Abercrombie. It will inspire you to find the life-changing value of the Bible. Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code MOVIE to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com, promo code MOVIE.
8: So have how many of us have lived in sweatpants socks and hoodies for the last couple of months i don't think i even remember what a belt is luckily there's Skechers sketches for your feet so now they're all staying safe but starting to get out a little bit for the summer we can keep that same comfort no matter where we go just head to sketches.com and you can see all the ultra comfortable options sketches has to offer there are comfortable sandals and shoes for running relaxing walking playing golf everything you love to do under the sun out of the sun in the rain in the house whatever and somebody are machine washable out of sketches exclusive air-cooled memory foam see them all right now at sketchers.com
7: Finding the right type of care for your loved one can be a highly emotional decision. Moving your loved one to a nursing home, rehab center, or independent care may not be necessary. XL Home Care can provide a warm, family-like environment with an XL caregiver, or you may even qualify to get paid to take care of the ones you love. To learn more, call 412-212-8950, 412-212-8950. Excel Home Care, a help-at-home company.
0: Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at
3: CCASchool.com. I was a little bit surprised, but so happy to see how eager patients were to return to the office. And their loyalty and their friendship means everything to us.
0: Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
2: Okay, well, you know... In all of our cars, I think we've got the face masks sitting there that when we exit, you know, we put those things on. Now for a guy it's different. Of course it's always different for a guy. Yeah, it's so easy. Good right? It is easy, right? But women, they're used to putting, you know, their makeup on. And I I would imagine, Kath, that, you know, the, the face mask and lipstick, they don't really sort of go together. You can't do it. It's a waste of time. Of course it is cuz who's going to see it anyway?
3: Nobody's going to see anything and the other thing that I think we all recognize when we're out in public places and this is tragic but I don't know how to avoid it is none of us really look at each other anyway.
2: Oh, that's really interesting. Now, I thought that was just me. No. You're the same way.
3: I don't look at anybody and I don't think anybody looks at me.
2: Okay. Huh. What if you took like eyeliner and painted like some gigantic eyebrows? That would be
3: awesome. I you might know, have to like- I might try that.
2: I think I might try that. Yeah. Right? Great. Mm-hmm. Just big eyebrows, you know, cause that's yeah, all yeah. people can see anyway. Uh-huh. Right. So you're saying, okay, so it doesn't matter at all about makeup because no right. one pays any attention. I'm aware of people around me, but it's rare that I make eye contact, which yeah, is sad. I mean,
4: I,
3: this probably will not surprise the two of you, but I'm the kind of person who every single day of my life, I get up, take a shower and do myself. I do that every single day. I yeah. was never a day unless I've got the flu when I'm just like lounging on the couch and I'm, you know, a disaster. Put together, it's just, right. I'm just, just the way I am.
2: Yeah. Well, this won't surprise you. This is me doing myself. <laughs> this is it. This is what I got.
3: Well, but during this thing, it's really changed because, you know, if you I'm going out, so, like, what am I doing? Like, I mean, right. so I'm still t- getting up and taking a shower and doing everything, but I'm not, you know, the lipstick's gone when I'm going out to Giant Eagle or Sam's Club. It's yeah. not happening, John.
2: Are you wearing uh, sweatpants? Uh No. Okay, good. So you haven't like, you know, totally surrendered, right? No,
3: I have not completely surrendered. Right. Okay. I and mean, Plus, I do have this job. And so, you know, in case you're listening to us on the radio, you also can watch the show unfold on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, or 101.5.
2: We like radio. Radio is king. We do right? like
3: radio, but we're always happy to welcome our guests on video. So if you'd like to join us on the stream and leave a comment, say hi or whatever, always glad to hear from you. All right. So I, I was
2: thinking the other day about how much money I'm saving, right? I mean, I'm hardly spending any money at all on gas. My vehicle's in the driveway. You know, there are many instances where we have saved money by staying at home, of course. Mm -hmm. We barely go out and get anything to eat anymore, which we used to go to restaurants and whatnot. So I don't know. Maybe you're saving money on, on, uh, you know, health and On cosmetics. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. Well, if I didn't have this job and I didn't have to, you know, do this and look professional on a daily basis every day from four to six, it might be different.
2: All right. Anyway giant eyebrows that's I think maybe that's we should all start to do that just to sort of you know signal hey we're alive and check this out
3: they draw people's right? attention to something other than their mask
2: right exactly okay hey, uh, what does it mean to live faithfully as a citizen of heaven and citizens of the nation that's the five o'clock hour. stay with us
7: 101.5 woRDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker, by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone, via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com.
12: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Dr. Anthony Fauci says Alabama and other states with soaring coronavirus rates have a window of opportunity to bring it under control. He spoke in favor of state and local requirements for mask in public. Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Diseases, says the United States is at a resurgence of new coronavirus cases, with cases nearly double the country's previously high baseline. Infection rates have been rising in the South and West. Speaking at a White House summit this afternoon, President Trump congratulated Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for his decision to open schools, saying that other governors should follow suit. Banks and companies that rely on consumer spending. led stocks broadly lower on Wall Street. The Dow lost 396 points today. The Nasdaq was off 89 the S&P down 34 this is SRN news
7: when you're in college sleep is important but thanks to your studies and busy schedule you might not be getting as much rest as you need that old mattress you've had since you were a kid though it's just not cutting it upgrade your sleep experience with a locally made hand-built mattress from the original mattress factory We offer a variety of mattresses, including twin extra long, to suit every comfort preference and to fit every budget. And we deliver right to you. Visit an OMF store near you or go to originalmattress.com to learn more.
8: At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't just have a low-pressure sales approach. We have a no-pressure sales approach. At OMF, you'll never feel pressure to buy when you're not ready. You can feel free to shop around, test out our mattresses as many times as you need to and quiz our team on anything about the mattress industry. We're here to help make your mattress buying experience better, not pressure you into a purchase. You're not ready to make
1: stop by an OMF store today to experience the no pressure original mattress factory difference for yourself. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is a central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, the film about Corrie Ten Boom and her secret army of teenagers' heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II. Corrie's story was made famous by her book and original movie produced by the Billy Graham Association. Now, 45 years later, comes Return to the Hiding Place, the untold behind-the-scenes true story of Corrie's secret army of student teenagers' efforts to rescue Jewish people. Told by Hans Poli, one of Corey's teens in the resistance, Return to the Hiding Place is an action-packed film of the Dutch underground's true breathtaking rescue of an entire orphanage of Jewish children. Return to the Hiding Place, starring John Rhys Davies. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with the promo code MOVIE. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com, promo code MOVIE. Due to historical content, might not be suitable for younger audiences.
5: I love golf. And I also stink at golf. I've tried it all. The lessons, the special swing contraptions, the neon brush tees, the funny hats, the putting all of my change in my left pocket. I like to say I just happen to have a high golf handicap. My friends would say I have a high talent disadvantage. Luckily, while I might be fighting some disadvantages on the golf course, at our Faith and Family Mortgage team, we're lucky to be able to serve listeners with a unique advantage. Our team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. And for you, that can mean shorter turnaround times and often a lower rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money on a new home, refinance, or cash out refinance. We our United Faith Mortgage.
9: United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp, 25 Mill Park Road, Maple, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess Corporate animalist number thirteen thirty. Equal housing lender. by licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah.
10: Mainly clear for tonight. Low sixty nine. Sunshine and some clouds. Wednesday. Watch for a shower or thunderstorm in spots high 90. Patchy clouds Wednesday night, low 69. Thursday, partly sunny, hot, and humid, a high 92. Friday, sunny and hot with a high 94. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb.
1: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and
2: Kathy Emmons. Hey, thanks for coming along for the Tuesday edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. So uh, we were saddened yesterday to hear about the news of the passing of Charlie Daniels. Kathy, uh, we talked to Charlie Daniels mm-hmm. um, 2014, maybe? Yep. Okay. Yep. So um, we're going to hear a portion of that. Uh, we're going to have most of that conversation uh, during the 530 hour of the show. But, uh, of course, Charlie Daniels has a very special place in the hearts of Pittsburghers, does he not?
3: Yeah, he does have a special place in the hearts of Pittsburghers. And I don't know what I expected when we did our interview, John. I kind of thought, well, you know, he's a Grammy Award winner. He's toured the world. You know, he toured the world a jillion times. Um, And he was just so he was so friendly and approachable. And he was just a lovely he was a lovely person. I was very sad to hear of his death, but really grateful that we have this you know, kind of uh, audio reserve of all the years we've been doing the show. And we were able to go back and Mike dug it out. And uh, so we're going to air it for everyone at 530.
2: Fabulous. So you know the line, you just go and lay your hand on a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. And I think you're going to finally understand. So that's uh, Charlie Daniels talking about us and the rest of America. So what would he say? We'll take a break. Come back. Terry Tim is going to be with us in a few minutes. Always a great conversation with Pastor Terry Tim. And then Charlie Daniels from way back in the archives uh, as the uh, hour goes on. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM.
7: 101.5 WORD.
8: Nothing portrays our broken condition quite like senseless violence and rioting in the streets. In contrast, God calls on His children to become agents of His love. How do they know we're a Christian? Our love, that's the identifying mark of the believer. Be sure to listen when Chuck Swindoll presents a relevant study in the book of 1 John, right here on Insight for Living.
0: Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD.
3: For those of us who are healthy, it's hard to imagine what it's like to be chronically sick. If you're over 50, you may be fine today, but tomorrow, different story. Chronic illness can literally claim your financial world overnight. And suddenly you're tens of thousands in debt, mailbox overflowing with bills, notifications, warnings, and you think Obamacare will help you sort it out? Good luck getting someone even to talk to. This is Kathy Emmons, and my friends at Marley Financial have a better solution. It's their non-Obamacare pro-life health plan. It gives you the power of a national PPO instantaneously, savings of 30 to 60% off Obamacare for those over 50, no funding for abortion, and always someone to help you. Call 724-884-1496. One client recently in the hospital for 11 days for a bowel obstruction. The hospital billed him over $56,000. Marley Financial's non-Obamacare plan paid the entire claim and put dollars in his pocket. There's no other plan like it anywhere and you can get it now. Call 724-884-1496 or visit MarleyFG.com.
9: Now streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad, a funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis. When confronted with the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr and Shonda Pierce. Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code MOVIE to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com, promo code MOVIE.
0: Seasons of change and uncertainty can be difficult, even scary, but they don't have to control or define you. The counselors of the Grace Wellness Center would consider it a privilege to come alongside and help you replace the fear and frustration with freedom and peace. While office visits are still available throughout the area, Grace Wellness Center also offers online and phone appointments to make counseling convenient and available on your terms. Accepting all major insurances at thegracewellnesscenter.com.
1: We saved big money
2: with our progressive home and auto bundle and used the cash to take a family vacation. To
7: Hawaii. Who's up for a luau? Yay!
13: This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big money with Progressive, but not enough to go to Hawaii. They'll probably use it for things like the mortgage and groceries, or even a travel magazine, so at least they can see pictures of Hawaii.
4: Aloha!
13: Yes, say hello to those beautiful Hawaiian beaches. In that magazine, Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
2: Reverend Terry Tim is with us. Reverend Tim is a, uh, a regular guest on our show, a monthly guest. He joins us from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry, welcome back. How are you today? I'm good, John. How are you? Real good. Terry, we, we miss seeing your bright and shining face. One oh. of these days we'll meet again.
13: Oh, well, my face is really shining in this heat, so I'm melting yeah. away. So.
3: Mm-hmm. you know no kidding, Terry. Before you came on, it was determined that John's air conditioner in his spare room from which he's broadcasting is just fine. Mm-hmm. But my air conditioner from my spare room where I'm broadcasting is too loud for Mike.
4: Mm-hmm.
13: Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you had to turn it off.
3: Yeah, isn't that sad?
2: It's okay.
13: That is sad. Well, you could be, I'm on the third floor in my attic. That's where my mm-hmm. office is. And it's 999 degrees in my uh, yeah, third floor.
4: So. I'm
3: with you. That's where my bedroom's on the on the fourth floor of our house, too. It's pretty stinking hot up there, Terry.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, rough. I That's feel bad for both of you. Really yeah, good. whatever. He doesn't okay, care about it's either one of us, the-
3: Terry. <laughs> All right, Terry, so let's talk about citizenship. Um, we know from reading our Bibles that our citizenship is in heaven. Right. Um, but yeah. boy, if you look, we well, look at a lot of the people who are posting on my Facebook feed, they certainly recognize that their citizenship is in the United States too, which is valid. So how do we, I mean, are those, are those competing kingdoms?
13: Uh, quick answer. Yes, <laughs> they really are. I, I don't know about you, but like this was the hardest 4th of July weekend that I've ever had to experience in my life. <laughs> like Amen. Yes. Yeah, There were so many conflicting emotions, like, swirling around inside of me, and, and I'm still processing, like, what in the world is really going on, you know, my mm-hmm. own life, my own faith, and my own... Uh, my own commitment to follow Christ faithfully and to be a good citizen of our country. I love being a citizen of the United States of America. You know, one of, one of my most prized possessions—this is going to sound strange—is my U.S. passport. Like, mm. I love my passport. I mean, yes. for one, it just reminds me of my the opportunities that I've had to travel, and I love you know I love traveling to other countries and getting the stamps in there. But you know. There's something about returning home and, you know, coming through New York or Detroit or Atlanta and you know, seeing that sign, Welcome to the United States of America. That, that brings me deep, deep joy because there's no no other place that I would prefer to live. And yet, oh, my gosh, good God, there's there's a lot of conflict in me. And, you know, I, 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 I've been listening to a song by uh, an artist called uh, by the name of John Guerrero. And it's called Citizen. And there's this verse in the in the song that says this, I have a heart full of questions, quieting all my suggestions. What is the meaning of Christian in this American life? And that's what I'm pondering right now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's a short yeah. yeah, well, answer and a in Yeah, a Terry.
3: First off, uh, first off, thanks for sending that song to John and I. It's a really thought-provoking peace. I mean, beautiful. it really is. It's, be- it's, it's beautiful and it's terrible. And it's it's the way life is right now is just someone trying to ask an honest question of a real God. And I guess that's the question that I'm trying to get at, Terry, is we're not going to improve our perspective on the nation and we're not going to improve the nation itself if we're not willing to ask really hard questions um, questions that are awkward questions that we absolutely do not know the answer to I think Christians are good at asking questions we already know the answer to because it makes us seem like we're you know really knowledgeable or well-rounded or insightful but really asking a question we don't know the answer to and then being willing to sort through all the mess that happens when you start talking
13: yeah you know um, so I I I came across a quote a number of years ago from William Sloan Coffin, who for years was the senior pastor at uh, Riverside Church in New York City. And and he talked about there there are two kinds of citizens. Uh, and he said, some citizens are loveless critics, and some are uncritical lovers. Neither one of those is the posture of the follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, so, so think about those two categories. There, there are some people that are, are loveless critics. I mean, they, they just look for every opportunity to tear down something that's happening in our country—a policy, a leader. They're just ruthless. You know, there's no love for America. I just critic, critic, critic. And then there are other folks who it's just, you know, they wrap themselves in a flag And there's no critical thoughtfulness about, like, are there things that are happening in our country that are not consistent with where ultimately our citizenship is in heaven? And I have to admit, like, you know, I could think back and forth between those two things. And and the question is, like, again, as a person whose citizenship is in heaven, what does it mean for me to live faithfully as a citizen of united states of america Mm -hmm. so let me maybe can i just give you four things yeah yeah please do yeah open this up so so here's the first one be grateful like no matter what else is happening no matter what is happening like the apostle paul says gratefulness and thanksgiving is like the wellspring of a thriving flourishing life and so one of the things i'm trying to do in this season is just every day like, count my blessings of what it means to live in this country. In spite of its hardship, in spite of its pain, like, thank you, Jesus, that you planted me here. You didn't, you didn't set me in 14th century Nepal. Like, I'm really grateful to live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in, in the year 2020. Uh, another thing is to be prayerful. You know, the Scriptures make it very clear that we are to be people who pray. Pray for uh, those who are in authority. P- whether we agree with them or not, the Scriptures are clear. Be prayerful. And and I have found, like, that's something that I just i am not faithful enough in. Like, I do not pray as diligently as I should for leaders at every level. And, you know, I think about, you know, those who have governing responsibilities right now, whether it's a, a local commissioner or the President of the United States or anybody in between. Like... That's a heavy lift. That yeah. is a heavy burden in our country. And they, all of those men and women, they need our prayers mm-hmm. desperately. So I would just like really encourage all of our, you know, anybody who's listened to this conversation, we need to all step up our, our, our prayer game. It's really, really important.
2: That's good. I'll take that. Yeah. And,
3: and, okay. And, so, all right. So, Tara, be grateful, be prayerful. What's number three?
13: So number three, and this is the hard one, be, this is really hard, you know, be submitted. The Apostle Paul says we are to submit to our uh, our governing authorities. Um, like, whether, again, we agree or not with policies, you know, I, I've talked about this, you, you guys are talking about it, and it's kind of a joke, like the whole thing with masks, right? Like, do you wear a mask or not? Like, you know... The, we're we, we we've been displaced right now. Our church we're not we're not able to gather yet. And we're hopefully maybe in August we're going to move in back into an indoor gathering. who knows? But one of the things the school district has said to us when we come back, masks are required that's the local government has made that decision so whether you like that policy or not if you're going to worship in this space with us a mask is required that's like a simple little thing but it's part of this task that god calls us to submit to government authorities now the last thing i would say is you know we're to be grateful be prayerful be submitted or also to be to be critical like and when i say that be critical I mean, like, there are going to be times when we need to prophetically dissent. Mm. When the when the government asks us to do something that is not consistent with the clear word and instruction of God, there are times that we just have to say, no, I'm not going to do that. The, the The word of the Lord, the rule of the Lord demands that I not only call this out prophetically, and say no more. I won't submit, and that's the fine line. Like, like Kathy, you, you're a worship leader. I, I think you probably saw, like, in California. I think the governor has has currently in California says churches cannot sing. Yes. Like, I love to sing. Singing is such an important part of worship. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm. I like right now. I would say submit to that. But if the governor of California is saying that two years from now, like right. that's probably a time for prophetic dissent like we're going to sing and so parsing that out prayerfully is like when is the time to stand up and say enough is enough we're not going to do it that's also that that's what it means to be a good citizen particularly when our citizenship is rooted in heaven yes
2: mm-hmm. now the, the problem terry is and, and as you go through these four things I, I certainly appreciated it but i believe that most of us even if even as we are believers in jesus christ we tend to pay much more attention to a secular world perspective than we do to our citizenship in heaven.
13: I I think it's one of the biggest challenges facing the the church right now. It is pastorally, I would say, it is a crisis of discipleship. Our minds, our attitudes, our worldviews are shaped more by the culture around us the teachings of jesus i mean we live we live at a time of tribes right everybody has a tribe you know and you know if you take if you take tribalism you know into the political space you know it becomes identity politics and and the christian faith says clearly our primary allegiance has to be to christ and not to a political tribe or a political party like that is so clear, but but you know all of us we can get caught up in you know what the world, what the culture, where the power is. That can become very, very enticing and compelling. and it really is a crisis of discipleship. Who are we going to follow? So you know if, if I wanted to be super provocative, I would say you know one of the other uh, one of the, the my fifth suggestion would be don't be patriotic. I know that probably isn't going to fly, but you you can you can edit that out of this conversation. But what, <laughs> late, what, I, what I mean... I know, sorry. Well, you know, th- the word patriot has its roots in the word patris, father, right? We, yes. we talk about a patriot being somebody who's committed to the fatherland. But ultimately, like, our fatherland is in the fatherhood of God. Yes. Like we are his beloved children and that has to be the primary source of our identity it's yes. it's not as citizens of any nation as beautiful as that might be ultimately our allegiance is to, to the fatherhood of god the lordship of jesus christ and that has to take priority over anything and everything else. So, you know, what does it mean to be a good citizen? We need to get patriotism right and root it in the fatherhood of God and our, the, the graciousness that God gives us to in Christ that we are called his sons and daughters. I'm That's, into that.
2: Terry, Tim That's is with us. Terry's a pastor at Christ Community Church at the South Hills. Terry, uh, like everybody, you know, um, I've, I've got my favorite T-shirts. And I went into my drawer the other day, and I pulled out a T-shirt that was given to me when I went to the uh, Jubilee, the CCO Jubilee. I bet it's been six or seven years, but I love this T-shirt. It's a green T-shirt, and on the front of it, it says, everything matters. And I put mm-hmm. that T-shirt on, and then I thought, wait a second, maybe I shouldn't wear this. Maybe this is going to send a, a weird message when I go out in public. And I thought differently about it. But, you know, it, it is true that the the imperative that in God's creation, everything does matter. But now today, you know, there's a conversation about Black Lives Matter. every Everybody's lives matter. White lives matter. It's become very contentious.
13: <sighs> you know, I, I, I really I pray for you guys because, I mean, you're, you're in this business of, you know, communicating words are so important right now and everybody is m- micro analyzing every word that's spoken or written right
4: yeah. and, and
13: words words do matter and everything does matter and there are particular seasons in our lives individually and I would say in our lives corporately when we have to pay particular attention to certain things. It doesn't mean we ignore everything else, but, you know, the, the, the Scriptures talk about, you know, different kinds of times, and one of the times that the Scriptures talk about is a kairos, an opportune time. And I do think, like, right now, the Church, we have to pay attention. What is God saying to us? What is God inviting us into? What is God commanding us to pay attention to? It's not discounting that other things don't matter. But right now, I got to be like this is a time when the American church and particularly the American white church, we need to pay attention to the the whole issue of race. It's like it it is it is the opportune moment for us, and it's an opportunity. I think that change can come if we seize this moment. It's an invitation. Uh, God's not going to force it down our throat, but it's an invitation. He's saying, "Come on, my people, like lead the way. Don't let the world lead the charge here." you're to be the reconcilers, you're to be the voice of hope, you're to be the light. So are we going to step into that space? I, sh- I sure hope we are.
3: I sure hope we are, too. That's the Reverend Me Terry too. Tim, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry, we love you. We're up against a, a break. We've got to go. Talk soon.
2: Thank you, Terry. All right. Bye-bye. We'll take a break, come back. Hey, in just a little bit, uh, we're going to re-air our conversation with Charlie Daniels. Uh, don't miss this, uh, really. Sorry to see his passing, but uh, we've got a great conversation with him that we talked about, I think, way back in 2014. That's in a few minutes here on The Ride Home.
5: So this is a true story, quarantine 2020. My buddy is trying to convince his 8-year-old daughter to finish her spelling in the midst of their homeschooling. She's begging to go outside and play. So she says with confidence, Dad, hello, H-E-L-O. I've got spelling down. What I took from the story was, teachers are crazy awesome. They're just built with some advantages that allow them to educate our kids in awesome ways. At our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're blessed with a pretty special advantage in our world. Our team is lucky to be an arm of a bigger company that is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, Saving you monthly and lifelong money on a refinance or new home purchase. We are
9: United Faith Mortgage.
3: We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage
9: Court, Melbourne, New York. MS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage lender license number 22672.
2: We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows or Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows or Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit Windows or UsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrospittsburgh.com. That's windowsrospittsburgh.com.
9: Now streaming on salemnow.com is the brand new film, Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad, a funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis. When confronted with the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr., and and Shonda Pierce.
0: Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code Pittsburgh to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com promo code Pittsburgh.
3: We are welcoming patients back and we're happy to do so. Although we can't give the normal hugs or handshakes that they might be used to, the same exceptional dentistry, the same compassionate care is still there.
0: Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
7: Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app, at wordfm.com, iHeart, in and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
10: Mainly clear for tonight, low 69, sunshine and some clouds Wednesday. Watch for a shower or thunderstorm in spots, High 90 Patchy clouds, Wednesday night, low 69. Thursday, partly sunny, hot, and humid, a high 92. Friday, sunny and hot with a high 94. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb.
2: It's been a long time since any of us have sat inside a movie theater with a bucket of popcorn and a soda and watched the latest release. However... Despite the pandemic, uh, Movie Scoop, which owns theaters here in the Western PA area and in Ohio, is offering a chance for you and 19 of your closest friends to rent out a movie theater for the princely sum of just 50 bucks, $50. Now, Movie Scoop put this on their uh, webpage last Friday, and within 15 minutes, they sold out the entire week of those limited seating $50 showings for 20 people. They said they're going to do this in the near future, but man, I mean, 50 bucks, that's a really nice price to pay and have a good time with 19 of your friends. Would you do it, Kath?
3: Yes. I think that'd be a ton of fun.
2: Yeah, I think so too.
3: I'd do it just for the three of us. (laughs) Forget the other 17. What are we going to see though?
2: Yeah, that's the weird thing. So what
3: could we, we we, what could we agree on?
2: Well, yesterday I was looking at, if you'd want to watch
3: like tree of life, like some heavy Terrence Malick thing. Well, I'd like to watch. I'd like to watch like a a a, a mini series with French, you know, that's in French, was I, with English subtitles, and I don't know. Mike wants to watch. Exactly. Avengers.
2: Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, there you go. So the problem is, though, you or have Ron to, Burgundy you know, again. You don't get a choice. This is not like Netflix. They're they're going to tell you what to watch. So I think they're currently offering Jaws. All right. Uh, th- okay. these are older movies okay. from way back. I think it's more just about the experience, mostly about just getting out of the house yeah, exactly, and getting together and having a good time and sitting to watch a movie. That's all. I'd be happy to do it. So
3: Okay. So tonight I'll come up with options. The three of us can decide what the three of us are going to go watch, and I'll pay the 50 bucks.
2: Very good. I'll be happy to do that. Thank you so much. Okay. We'll take a break. Come back. Charlie Daniels passed away uh, this weekend. We talked to Charlie Daniels way back in 2014 when he was headed to Pittsburgh. We're going to re-air that next. So stick around. Charlie Daniels talking about Pittsburgh Steeler fans on the ride home. Here with Johnny Caffey on Word FM, one hundred
7: one point five W O R D.
8: a 50-year-old male may a bit porky and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800 800- Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085 Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-555-2085 800-555-2085
3: It's an unwritten rule of motherhood to put family before yourself. While very noble, it can also be counterproductive. This is Dr. Corin Garchak, the female half of the husband and wife team at Tranquility Specific Chiropractic. As a mother of two, let me encourage you, mom, not to ignore those aches and pains you've been feeling. Your family needs you at your best. We're here to help you meet the challenge. Tranquility Specific Chiropractic, 412-833-1314.
1: If you are a caregiver for a family member or loved one, this is an important message. Excel Home Care will pay you to take care of your family member or loved one. Yes, you heard right. You can actually get paid to provide care for those you love. To learn more, contact Excel Home Care today and get started right now. Care and quality when you need it xl home care 412-212-8950 412-212-8950 xl home care a help at home company
0: washington County parents you have a choice in your child's education for nearly 40 years central christian academy in houston is where pre-k through eighth grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class learn more at ccaschool.com
7: are you hiding an addiction problem you don't know where to go or who to talk to we understand. Call Narconon for a free and confidential consultation. You don't have to go it alone. Call Narconon, 877-413-3073. That's 877-413-3073. Or Drugsnow.com.
2: Way back in 2014, Charlie Daniels was here in the city of Pittsburgh for something called the Three Rivers Festival of Hope. And as Charlie was just about to enter in, Kath and I reached out and we had a conversation with Charlie uh, on the air. And so we went back and thought, hey, this is interesting. I mean, with the passing of Charlie Daniels you know, just yesterday at the age of 82, uh, it's the passing in many ways of a, a particular uh, mindset or a particular attitude about America. And so we want to go back and re-listen to Charlie Daniels and have you as well as part of this conversation. So here's Charlie Daniels with Kath and I from 2014. Hey, Charlie, you've done a number of events with Franklin Graham and Billy Graham. Can you talk to us about what that's like for you, how that makes you feel as uh, you see people out there in the audience professing their faith for Jesus?
14: Well, the, it, it's it's amazing. It's amazing to sit on a stage and watch, uh, especially I've, I've placed, been, been at some, some huge venues and that uh, watch, watch people from the very top row of these huge venues start making their way down uh, to make your professional faith to come down to the field or down to the front of the auditorium or what it happens to be. But it's, it, I've likened it many times to, like, Something draining down a bowl, mm. because all around 360 degrees there are people that are draining down to come to a focal point on a field that's been pointed out to them to come to them to accept Jesus. It's uh, that is what that's what it's all about. Everything has been done before the music, uh, the preaching, everything. It falls down to that point as to how effective the campaign is going to be. The that the crusade is going to be, that how effective it's going to be as to how many people actually uh, come down and make that commitment, that new commitment or renewed commitment to, to recommit their life to Christ. That's, that's the payoff. That's what it's all about. And it's an amazing thing to watch as you watch so many people come. And I've seen so many huge crowds come and stand and and say the words, and you know, it's just an amazing thing to
3: see. Charlie, you've traveled all over the world. I can't imagine how many people you have performed in front of. Um, talk about the difference in doing shows your whole life and then being a part of something like this.:
14: Well, you know, when I do a show, everybody goes home hopefully happy and yeah. entertained and that, uh, but you know they're hopefully uplifted because we try to do some things that hopefully would help them feel good uh, but this uh, this has an eternal effect uh when when i leave town doing a regular show people say well we already enjoyed that and maybe we'll go back to see him next time he comes back or whatever but when Franklin hunter bit of graham leaves town they leave the community a lot better place than what it was because they just just watch some people uh, come into a new life that they are have, have committed to that Will enlighten, uh, hopefully spread, hopefully bring other people into the kingdom, but it, it just makes a community a better place. It makes, uh, it, there's, there's, there's some new citizens, some new really good citizens in town. So it has an eternal effect. Mine is a temporal effect that maybe lasts for a couple of days, but this, when, uh, Billy or Franklin come in to town, it's, it's for real, it's
2: forever. We're talking to Charlie Daniels. Charlie, um, I talked to more than several people who, whenever they saw the lineup, they were surprised to see that you were part of this. Um, your reputation, I, these guys would say, Charlie Daniels, that guy's got to be a wild man. What's he? What's he doing, uh, professing mm-hmm. Jesus? And I think, you know, for the casual person, they look at the outside and they think, oh, uh, the devil came down to Georgia, and uh, now this guy's a Jesus follower. Uh, can you talk to us about uh, your, your faith journey?
14: Uh well, I mean, I don't, I don't see the you know, the, the <laughs> I don't think, You know, that's that's, that's looking at uh, that's kind of looking at the outside. God you, you got not look on the outside; it's on the inside, and I think that's what we should start doing. Uh, to a big extent. I will be doing double went down to Georgia at the at the uh, the meeting on Sunday afternoon. Nice. Not at my, not by my intention, but I have been asked to do it by the Bill of Great. Frank and Graham people, terrific. We need to realize something that uh, we you you can't all all music don't belong to the devil just because it's not, just because it's secular. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: There's
14: nothing wrong with secular music. Uh, yeah, yeah. If 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 I felt it was, there's something wrong with some secular music for sure. If I felt it was, I wouldn't play it. But my faith journey has been a long one. I am raised in a in a a Christian family. I was raised far back as I know anything about. My people have been Christian, have been Protestants, uh, and I was raised in churches in the church. I was raised in all kind of different churches, and uh, I, I I walked. I, I made a commitment very early in my life, but I didn't know what I was doing. Nobody really sat down and explained to me. It was it was more about. It seemed like at the time, it, to me, at my young age, it was more about condemnation—that you can't do this and you can't do that mm-hmm. and you can't—you know, you you're you're you step over the line, you're you're out of whack. And it, it was not not enough emphasis was put on forgiveness and love and what uh, what Jesus is about. Um, I think that's one of the problems with the gospel message is that that it is so simple that a lot of times that those of us who are Christians who try to get the point across tend to assume that the people who are listening to us already know half of what we're going to tell them, and we just skip over that part and go straight into the rules and regulations or whatever without ever telling people, look, this Son of God came here of his own volition and God's own volition and suffered the most horrible death that could ever be imagined. And he did that because he wants you, he understands you, he knows you, he knows who you are. And he did that because he wants to give you a chance to come spend eternity with him. And it was love you know, that, that that motivated him to do that. And you need to understand, first of all, the depth of his love for you. And then going over the Bible and reading where it says there's no condemnation to Christ, the people who have basically accepted Christ, that there's, a, I mean, you, you repent, you turn your back on the sins that you've got. I didn't know what repentance was. I thought it was a whole other thing. If you look it up in the dictionary, basically it's turning away from something. That you have turned away from your old life, that you're going to do that. There are the parts of it that were wrong. That you're going to do the very best you can to live according to the teachings of Jesus Christ. But if you fail, that if you, uh, in a moment of weakness, do something that is a sin, that you're not going to get kicked out of the club for that reason. Mm-hmm. That's forgiveness waiting for you there. Forgiveness, mm-hmm. motivated by love, first of all, forgiveness, love acceptance and you know it took me a long time to to get that across to me that uh i was not a i couldn't live the life of a puritan and i just you know every time you step out of line you would feel like you would lost your whatever it was you were supposed to have it took me a long time to understand that mm-hmm. and so i'm still you know we're all a work in progress or i certainly am and you know, it's it's that's the point that I would like for people who kind of came into the world like I did and was maybe raised in a Christian family and maybe made a commitment early in their life, but didn't quite know what they were doing. That it's not about condemnation; it's about love. Mm-hmm. It's about how much God loves you. To start with, accept that. To start with, if you yeah. can't accept that, you can't accept Jesus Christ. Yeah. You got to accept how much God loves you. You got to accept that He loves you enough that He, that His His own Son, the only begotten Son He had, the Bible told us, that He let Him come down here and suffer unspeakable tortures, and that. That's what motivates Christianity is love and forgiveness. I think we need to stress that a lot with people because this is about love. This is not about, you know, this is not about uh, rules and regulations and and that sort of thing. This is is between you and God and your conscience and what it comes down to. Whatever man-made things that people tell you you have to do, you know, or you have to live this way or you have to, abide by this set of hairstyles or dietary rules or whatever. You know, that's between you and God. What you feel likes right for you, and you know in your heart right for you is what's right for you. Mm. I just think that needs to be stressed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, you ask me about my walk. That's where I'm at. That's
3: it. Hey, Charlie, you know, and thinking back on your career, it's just been terrific. It's been a long career. And I wonder if that kind of success, does that, Make faith harder or easier?
14: Oh, I, well, it makes things. I, I, you know, I, I get so frustrated with hearing people talk about how terrible success has been to them. You know, I just I don't I don't see it that way. It makes you busier. Mm-hmm. It, there are parts of your life that you guard from from everything else. The time you spend with your family. When I go into gag at my house, I live back in the woods. I live between two patches of woods. When I go in, that's my private place. Nobody comes there except who I want to be there. I'm, I'm not in the music business when I'm there. I'm, I'm at home with my family. Uh, you guard, though, your, your, your parts of your life that would very possibly be taken up to something else that you have to just say, this is where it stops right here. So, you know, I'll see you all a week, but this is where it stops the front gate. Uh, but insofar as you, people go out and work hard for success, and then when they get it, you know, they don't know how to deal with it. It's it's, it's the, the way to deal with it, is share it. Or, or you know don't let it overcome don't let it become bigger than you are. Stay down to earth. Stay with the same sort of, of 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 folks that you hung out with. You're I mean, you're 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 not success does not make you better than they are or better than anybody is. Be humble. Humility is the best way to uh, accept mm-hmm. success. Billy Graham is one of the most humble men I ever met, and I mean the man that that is. I, I saw one night just in Charlotte, North Carolina, they had the governor of the state, both states, North and South Carolina, there, and they were trying to do a good thing. I mean, but they were presenting him with yeah, with awards and this and that, and speaking the big words. And he got up and said, this, "This is not about me. This is not about Billy Graham. This is about leading people to Jesus." I don't remember exactly how he said it, it was something like that. And you know I mean, here's a man that is a household word mm-hmm. that is known not just in America but all over the planet, one of the most sought after preachers who has ever lived and he's so humble it's not about him it's about it's about his ministry it's about what he's got to say and what he's, he he is he is a conduit to bring people to really to Confess in Jesus, and you know that's the way you handle success. You handle success with
2: humility. Mm-hmm.
14: Just stay humble; you'll get along fine.
2: Charlie, you were born back uh, in uh, 1936. You've uh, seen. Don't
14: tell me that. Oh no! <laughs> Sorry, sir. <laughs> I always forget about that. No, I, I was born in 1936.
2: Well, you've you certainly uh, seen a lot of America, and you've had a major impact. Uh, America's gone through a lot of changes since 1936, but it's still a great country, isn't it, sir?
14: It's the greatest country on the face of the earth, and I I am appalled that there are so many people that don't realize that. Uh, There are other countries that are, are good countries, and they live well, and they have freedoms and stuff, but nobody has it to the point that we have. Nobody has the oceans and the mountains and the deserts and the freedom that we have and the ability to go anywhere we want to and to do what, go as far as our inspiration and our sweat will take us. Uh, America is truly the land of dreams. God has blessed this nation above any other that I ever know of that has ever existed on this planet. And we are in the process a lot of people, some people are in the process of trying to separate this nation from anything to do with God. Mm-hmm. That is a huge, huge mistake. I think a fatal mistake. And the further we get away mm-hmm. from God, so the further we get away from the things of God and the teachings of God, the worse off we're going to be. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh,
14: we have been very fortunate. Our economy has been the best in the world. Uh, when you look at economies of size of ours that are we have never been invaded, well, back since the Revolutionary War by a foreign army. We have been relatively safe. We have come out to find out that we have some vulnerabilities, but we have the best opportunity still to this in, in this, this country. It's still a, you're still able to build a better mousetrap here and become, you know, become wealthy behind it. But, uh, we, the further that we get away from God, the more that we turn our backs on anything to do with God, that we take the symbolisms of God out of our society, that we try to hurt the people who, uh, discredit the people who bring us the word, that we, we try to, just deny that God had anything to do with us being the greatest country there ever has been, the more trouble we're going to be in. Because I will say this, I know in my heart the only reason that America became what it became is because God had his hand on us. If, If and when we reach the point that we become so offensive to God that He takes His hand off of us, we're going to see things happen in this country and happen really fast that we're not going to believe. Yeah. Look at what happened to Israel. If there's ever been a story for a nation to live by, it would be what happened to Israel. They kept they'd come back to God and say, "God, take us back." We're sorry, we're sorry. And they repent. They come back, and it would prosper that have good kings that have prosperity and then all of a sudden they sneak back up on the mountain and start burning incense to Baal or somebody. And here they go again. And finally God just said, you know, enough. And we had to diaspora. And which lasted till nineteen forty eight. And you know, we America is not above having catastrophic things happen to us. We are not above having our economy completely collapse. We're not above having terrible terrorism in this country. We are not above all kinds of chaos. And that is what God holds back from us are so many bad things that could happen to us. If he removes his blessings, if he removes his hand of protection from us, we are in huge, huge trouble.
3: You're hearing the voice of Charlie Daniels. Charlie, before you leave us, and our time is nearly up, I want to make sure I ask you about the stroke you suffered recently. Tell us what that was like and how your rehab has gone.
14: Well, it was been several years ago now uh, that I had a stroke. I was about, uh, gosh, I guess 20 miles up a snowmobile trail on a mountaintop in Colorado when I started feeling this numbness coming to my left side, and I had... uh, I, I finally, I thought my hand was going to sleep from having it on the throttle of the snowmobile, but then I realized my book was asleep, my jaw was asleep, and I knew something was happening. So I told my wife and the folks I was with to, uh, let's go down the mountain. I need to go to the hospital, and we did. And I did ride my snowmobile all the way back down the mountain, but there <laughs> is a God story there. We were on the side of Durango, Colorado, that uh, where the hospital was. We could have been 90 miles the other direction. Uh when we got there, um they gave me what's it called a it's a shot it's a blood clot, blood clot buster right and uh anyway, I could go into a big long dive drive here about all the little things that happened that fell in place to get me there. I had like fifteen or twenty minutes left to take that shot when I got wow. there uh if we were for it to have done any good to busted that clot up. I come to find out later on they had only had that in there. Pharmacy for about three months.
4: Whoa, very nice.
14: That drug. So there was just, there were so many things that uh, you know I had I was under I was under death protection, mm-hmm. and and I still am, and uh, I have a little residual left so like I got a little numbness in my left hand, and I'll basically you know I'm
2: I'm walking along. Well, Charlie, we are so excited to uh, yes. have our conversation today. Really appreciate uh, your life and your music and your ministry. Thank you very much. God bless you, and you as well.
0: WORD celebrates the high school class of 2020, and we'd like to reward your college-bound senior's achievement during our Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes presented by Salem Media Group. Enter now through August 20th for a chance to win a $500 school package. Click the contest banner at wordfm.com and upload a photo of your senior with a short bio of their future plans. Then, Friday, August 21st, one lucky senior will win a $500 school package. The Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes, brought to you in part by Salem Media Group, Salem Surround, and this state. Nation.
9: First
11: Presbyterian
4: Church is a beacon of light and love to this community.
11: The message that I hear sustains
2: me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the
1: people.
2: The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation.
1: The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ. And our pastor preaches the gospel.
7: I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience.
2: First Presbyterian
0: Church of Pittsburgh. In the heart of the city, with the city in its heart.
5: This
6: is the Entertainment Answer. Trolls World Tour is now available to watch at home on 4K, Blu-ray,
5: and digital. Justin Timberlake voices Branch, but he's also the music director of the film and loved exploring all the different genres. Coming up with all these different styles and bringing them together was a big challenge, but a lot of fun. It's something that I think we're teaching young minds about all these different styles and how being different is pretty cool
6: trolls world tour rated pg for this entertainment answer i'm matt mungle
5: i'm
0: pretty handy around the house
13: We're all feeling the weight of COVID-19. But for kids in poverty around the world, things are becoming desperate. Join Compassion International and provide for a family in poverty. Make your one-time $40 gift. Text HOPE to 83393.
3: I was a little bit surprised, but so happy to see how eager patients were to return to the office. And their loyalty and their friendship means everything to us.
0: Exceptional Dentistry Meets Compassionate Care at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
2: Hey, Pittsburgh. I'm Father Paul Abernathy, CEO of the Neighborhood Resilience Project. There's a lot to consider when it comes to your child's health, but I know getting our children vaccinated with all CDC-recommended doses at the scheduled time is important to help protect them from serious illnesses. A number of immunizations are recommended by the CDC before age two. Visit VaccinateOurChildren.com to find information on how you can get your children up to date with their immunizations. A message from the Urban League of Greater Pittsburgh in partnership with Pfizer.
3: Happy to be celebrating with all of you World Chocolate Day.
1: Oh,
2: Oh, who doesn't love chocolate,
3: Mm -hmm. right? Mm
2: -hmm. So, who is promoting World Chocolate Day? Is there like a chocolate growers of chocolate lobbyists of of the world? I don't know, right?
3: I don't know. Okay, so my question for you is your favorite type of chocolate, Mike? Go first, please. Uh, I would have to say Hershey with almonds. Okay. Mike.
2: Hershey yeah. with almonds. Uh, uh, well, anything for me, uh, like dark chocolate, you could put, yeah. you know, a, a roof shingle in dark chocolate I'm with I'd you. be happy to eat it. <laughs> I'm right? with you. Yeah. How
3: about a dark chocolate covered pretzel?
2: Oh, mm. yeah. Are I mean, you... that's a nice, oh you get that beautiful, God. thick, beautiful dark chocolate and a nice crunch with it. I'm happy to have that as well. Uh-huh.
3: Listen over the uh, over the the past week. You know we were supposed to have a graduation party for my daughter on didn't uh, the, on July third. It didn't happen because Allegheny County shut it down. So for the second time, we haven't had a graduation party. party. But um, my older daughter did a lot of baking for it, and she bakes these cupcakes. We call them yum yums. Mm. Uh, they're dark chocolate cupcakes with a cheesecake center. What? And inside the cheesecake are mini. Semi-sweet chips. What? So you have the dark chocolate cake. You've got the cheesecake. And then you've got the semi-sweet tiny little chips in there. Well, L- listen to me. You all should just be sad there wasn't a party. W- that sounds what? heavenly. Do you
2: have those at your house now? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of them because the party mm-hmm. was canceled?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: What are you going to do with those?
3: Well, uh, I mean, we're just eating them. What? Well, yeah, I mean, don't be surprised. We we had a lot of despair when the party was canceled, and so we just started ingesting massive amounts of <laughs> sugar.
4: <laughs>
3: oh, we don't drink fantastic. alcohol here, John. We got to do something.
2: No, no, dark chocolate with you know. Oh, that's the way to go. Well, I'm sorry the party was canceled, but man, uh, your loss is also your gain. Is yeah. it not?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, happy World Chocolate Day. Happy Hopefully, World all Ch- of you listeners can celebrate with something significant tonight.
2: Yeah, I'd be happy to just get anything right there. All right. Hey, thanks for being with us. Uh, We're up on Facebook, so check us out there as well. 101.5 Word FM. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. God willing.
4: The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.